Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and we are continuing our conversation with author Stacy McDonald. She's written a wonderful book, The Gospel of Mental Health, From Mental Health to Mental Wellness. We know a lot of people that uh, struggle with mental health, and there's been seasons in my life where I've been there before, and man, I want to encourage you struggling to get this copy of this wonderful book. You can go to Stacy's website, thegospelofmentalhealth.org. That's thegospelmentalhealth.org and get a copy of that. If you missed our first two 14-minute programs, really want to encourage you to check those out. She shared about her own personal experience and then just talked about how God is a good shepherd in yesterday's program, the 23rd Psalm, and how he wants to guide us and lead us, but also how we have to do our part. And so we just had uh, wonderful programs. Normally we just do a couple of programs with guests, but this book is so powerful, and uh, Stacy's such a great communicator. She's also a school psychologist. Uh, she evangelizes, speaks at churches all the time, and is going to have a conference that we're going to be talking about coming up in December here a little bit that we'll talk about near the end of the program. But, uh, Stacy, uh, one of the chapters, <laughs> I love the title in it, that I'd like for you to talk about today is, With Me Like This, Who Needs Enemies? What were you trying to convey in this chapter? <laughs> well, this is a chapter regarding self-sabotage. Um, there's something that naturally happens if you've ever had your home robbed or a car robbed. Uh, it immediately makes you come to logical conclusions that maybe I need to car- start carrying maze or install alarm systems. But what do you do when the robber is you? What do you do when you are the robber of your own peace, of your own joy? I uh, had a conversation with a young lady, and I talk about it in the book, how she had so many opportunities to get scholarships for college, and people were knocking on her door just trying to throw money at her so that she could have this dream come true of hers uh, to graduate from college. Well, she turned everything in late, did not meet one deadline, and... uh Having talked to her and getting to the root of the why would you self-sabotage something that uh, now you're going to have to pay <laughs> 60 grand, 100 grand to finish this program and come to the find out the root of the matter was that she had done something that she still felt guilty for. And she was sabotaging the success that was coming her way, the opportunities that were coming her way in an effort to, in some way, punish herself. Uh, and so this, this is something that I want to share with everyone listening. This is a truth that may have never been revealed to you. You cannot punish yourself for sin. There's a, only one God, a holy God who owns the ability and the power to punish a soul for sin. So as hard as you may try, your efforts will never wipe the slate clean of genuine wrongdoing. No acts of overeating or undereating, procrastinating, cutting, destroying healthy relationships, or refusing to accept scholarships like she did, or even suicide. None of these things will purge your soul. Only the death of Christ can cover the cost of your sins, and he's taking care of all of that on the cross. 
from the hugely magnanimous sins to what we might think are the most trivial ones. Christ said, I've taken care of it. And when you receive his forgiveness by faith, you are forgiven at that very moment and forever. And so the reason that we say with me like this, who needs enemies is because we can become our worst enemy when we don't recognize the truth of what Christ has done. There's nothing you can do to punish you. So stop the punishing process. This is also why it's really good to be self-aware because had I never talked to that young lady, she never would have recognized uh, being able to boil down and get to the root of why, why is that? You ever ask yourself that question? Why did I do that? Now, after you asked yourself the question, did you ever get to the root of it? Write these things down, write down what it is and how you reacted, how you responded or how you didn't respond and begin to look and ask God, what, what is this? Is it something that I've even hidden for myself? Is it something that I'm ashamed of? Is it something that I'm embarrassed by? And so to be able to address those things will help us to overcome that self-sabotage. Well, one of the cases that you, uh, list and the thing I love about your uh, book. It's all based on scripture. Uh, you talked about uh, the case of Samson and talk about him and self-sabotage. Absolutely. And so I love the story of Samson. I, I love it that when God gives us gifts and talents and calls, he doesn't ask us if we want them first. <laughs> he just gives them. He doesn't ask us uh, when we're ready to use them. He just says, use them. Uh, and so that's the case with Samson. Samson was born with a call on his life. He was born with certain uh, regulations that he had to follow. And he ensured that every opportunity that he got, that he went against, the call of God on his life. He was self-sabotaging the call of God on his life. And he continued going from person to person to person until he found the exact right one who would do exactly who was cold enough, who was mean enough, who was um, uncaring enough to do the one thing. Because it's something for me to cut my own hair. And it's another thing for me to get someone else to do it. If someone else does it, then I can blame them. And so you have to ask yourself, even in regard to the people that you have allowed in your life and what you're allowing them to do, why is it that you're allowing them to do it? Is this you taking their hand and kind of motioning it and moving it to uh, do certain things? In other words, you won't do it yourself, but you're giving them the tools, giving them the opportunity and giving them the time to do it. And so this is what Samson found in Delilah. He found someone who was cold enough to cut his hair because he didn't want to do that himself. Although he had broken all these covenants, broken all these commandments that he said he was going to keep, he allowed someone else to do the final job for him. Amen and amen. Good stuff. You just tuned in. We're talking with Stacy McDonald, author of a wonderful book, The Gospel of Mental Health, From Mental Hell to Mental Wellness. And I like that in page 58, you talked about be a friend to you. What the, what's that mean? Be a friend to you. Even people who self-sabotage can be some of the best friends that you've ever had. Uh, they, they can treat you well. They can show up for you. They can make sure that everyone else's needs are met. But when it comes to themselves, they're not a friend to themselves. If we could ever 
treat ourselves the way that we treat others. The Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> well, if that were the truth, then we probably wouldn't be very loving to our neighbors because we have, many of us have done a poor job and myself in the past included a poor job of loving myself. And so if we can learn to treat ourselves with the same respect, the same kindness, the same compassion, the way we give others a break, give ourselves a break, give ourselves some grace, be that friend, be, be that friend that, that says uh, you did a good job to yourself. When's the last time you pat yourself on the back? When's the last time you say, go boy, go girl. When's the last time that you accomplished something and you celebrated it instead of trying to belittle it and act like it's not such a big deal. Celebrate yourself. Be that good friend to yourself. You throw a party for your boy. You throw a party for your girl. Throw a party for you. Buy yourself some flowers while you're at it. Encourage yourself. Be your best friend, your own best friend. And that way you'll be a better friend to others as well. Yeah, I tell people all the time, Stacy, that one of the number one things that I've learned in doing ministry the last 20 years is that people are harder on themselves than God is. Yes. Have, you, have you found that to be true? And it's so, it's so heartbreaking because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And we've made it so heavy by all these um, criticisms that we put on ourselves. And I'll be the first one to admit I've done it myself. Just so self-critical. And so, but the Lord had to really deal with me in that area. You're not going to treat my daughter that way. I hear the Lord saying, you're not going to treat my child that way. Talking to me, you're mine. Stop treating yourself that way. Stop talking down to yourself. Stop uh, giving yourself a less than be kind to you the way that I am to you. Amen. Well, I had to remind people quite often, you know, the Bible says we're made in the image of God. So when you say I'm stupid or I'm ugly, I'm dumb, I can't do anything right, then, you know, you're basically kind of insulting God because the Bible says we're made in his image, right? Yeah, it's shots fired (laughs) at heaven. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we've got to learn the importance of that. When, when we like to talk about works and the Bible lets us know when I was uh, hungry, you fed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. Well, how about you do that for yourself? Be there for yourself. Be your comfort. Uh, allow yourself time to process without feeling that you got to hurry up and heal or hurry up and get it done. Because that's what you would tell your friend. You would tell your friend, take your time. You would tell your friend, hey, this, is a, this, is, this was big what happened to you. Process it. Take your time. Tell yourself those same things. Give yourself those same messages and that same grace. Yeah, I tell people quite often, you know, the old saying that I have to be reminded of sometimes, you know, you take three steps forward, but then hit a little detour, take a couple steps backward, but you're still one step forward. There you go. Right? There you go. I love in your book there on page 57, you said, I can't win. Somebody told you one time, I can't win for losing. You said your response was, then lose until you win. (laughs) Absolutely. And so you said, whatever the case was, don't stop trying. But the enemy wants you to stop trying, doesn't he? Absolutely. And so we just got to just be stubbornly motivated. I said before that if you're not intrinsically motivated, to win then be stubbornly motivated to win just because the devil wants you to lose <laughs> just for that reason and reason alone stubbornly choose to win and so yes absolutely keep fighting keep trying keep going don't give up on you don't give up on your purpose don't give up on your call love it and she has these things called journal jewels in each chapter and the one that you said there bottom page 59 said what makes you a great friend to others do you ever have a difficult time being that same friend to yourself? If so, why? 
And uh, man, that's just a gut wrenching, honest question yeah. there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The why of it all, right? The why. We ask God why all the time. When's the last time you sat and looked at yourself and looked in the mirror and said, why? Why Why can't I do this? I was driving one time to church and um, pastoring at the time. And uh, as I was driving on my way to Georgetown, the Holy Spirit said, and I'm looking in my rearview mirror, tell yourself, I love you. And I tried to get the words out, I and before I knew it, tears just started flowing down my face. I had to pull the car over because even being able to say those three simple words, I love you to myself. You're ready to preach to people. But even being able to admit to myself, I love you. Why was that difficult? Then I had to ask myself those hard questions. Holy Spirit, you knew it was going to be difficult. That's why you asked me to do it. <laughs> and it was going to bless somebody else when I preached later that day. But to be able to ask myself the why of that really opened up so much that I had to. And after you open it up, you can't just open it up and leave it. <laughs> That's what toddlers do. We don't open up stuff and leave it. We have to open it up and process it and pray over it and talk through it and and allow ourselves the opportunity to grieve the losses that we didn't even know that were lost. We didn't even know there were things that we needed to grieve, but there's something I've got to grieve right there. There's something I need to spend time with. So to ask that question, why? Why, why do bad things happen to good people, God? Now, all right, you're bold enough to ask him. Be bold enough to ask yourself, the why mm, that's such such good stuff well real quickly uh, i don't have a lot of time we got about 45 seconds but tell about the conference coming up later this year we will have our conference in december 2024 of this year it will be december 2024 of next year rather um and we are in the planning processes of that we are going to have a dynamic time we did one in 2023 that was absolutely amazing the lives that were changed the uh, hearts that were fed the um, presenters that we had top-notch uh counselors and business owners and uh, just so many people that added an abundance of knowledge and wisdom to our audience. And we're expecting to double that in 2024. We were uh, hoping to have that in this year, uh, this December, but uh, unfortunately that won't be in the, in the books for this year. That will be 2024. All right. Well, we'll bring you back to let you talk about that. Unfortunately we're out of time, but wow, powerful three days with author Stacy McDonald. I want to encourage you to go to her website and get a copy of this book. I know a lot of people as Christians, you're looking for a book that's written for Christians on mental health. This is your answer. This is what you've been looking for, or you know somebody. So please go to her website, thegospelmentalhealth.org. That's thegospelmentalhealth.org. Get a copy of this book. I know you'll be blessed like I was. For Stacey McDonald, I'm Greg Horn. We'll see you next week on Hope is here. Thanks for being with us today. God bless. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today.